I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to another episode of Scam Squad. Of course, we have Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who's always here telling us what's going on in the community. But we also have a member of Montecito Bank and Trust Risk and Compliance Team. And Montecito Bank and Trust has received several industry awards for their work. And we're so happy that they support and are a part of this Scam Squad show. Vicki, you want to introduce our guest today? Yes, we're so happy to have Doris Roof with us today, who is a senior fraud specialist. And it's always great to have somebody from the bank because they are really on the front lines of what's going on out there in the world of fraud. So Doris, tell us what you're seeing, what we should know about and what we need to be aware of. Hello, everyone. Just wanted to bring attention to a couple of scenarios that we've seen over the last month. One of the items that we're seeing are actually the automated clearinghouse, which you probably would be familiar as ACH transactions. And we are seeing the ACH fraud increasing over the past month, month and a half. So we would like to help our community by becoming aware of the items and the charges that are going against the customer's statement. And once we have a little bit more information, we will go ahead and bring that up to the scam squad so that we can present it. But we did want to let everyone know there is an increase on ACH fraud and to check your statements on a regular basis and report it to your bank right away. You are able to go ahead and dispute the transactions if you do see something and then the bank can go ahead and take care of that immediately and give you your money back and go ahead and make the deposit back to you for the fraudulent transactions. So Doris, let me just clarify something here. What you're talking about are accounts where somebody has gone in and said, you know, I want my phone bill to be paid automatically from my account. So the account holder sets something up so that the payment automatically comes from their account to pay the utility company or some other monthly kind of charge. Is that the sort of thing we're talking about? That's correct. Yes. Okay. And so the fraudsters are somehow getting a hold of the account number and the routing number for your customers, and they are setting up automatic payments for their own accounts and having that payment come out of your customer's account. Is that what we're talking about? Correct. Okay. So the crooks are somehow getting access to your customer's account numbers and they're having their own bills paid automatically through your customer's accounts. And so the customer has no idea that somebody has gone into their account and set up an automatic charge. So that's why you need to check your statement every single month to make sure that there's no automatic payments coming out that you haven't authorized or set up. Yes, you've got it exactly. Okay. Once in a while, you will see test transactions, generally very small amounts, 14 cents, 33 cents, something in that range. They're always cents. 
So you'll see a charge come from your account, but then you'll also see that it will be reversed from your account as a credit, as a deposit. So if you see something like that and you just don't recognize it, it doesn't hurt to call the bank and we can help you determine that transaction would be valid or not for you, the customer. Okay. And if you see a transaction that you don't think is something you set up, it's not an automatic payment you set up, you can go to the bank and file a claim. And is there a time frame for you to do that? Yes, there is. If you don't have a business account that is being charged for that transaction, you have 60 days to go ahead and report that. And then we will go ahead and have you file what we call a dispute. And then we will go ahead and take care of that and send that money back. I had something happen like that to me, but it was just that very small amount, might have been like 95 cents or something. And normally I'm not so on top of things, but I called and got it reversed. And I remember now that they told me, it's a good thing you caught this because this was them just kind of testing the waters, so to speak. And I thought, oh, well, it's at least it was only for this tiny amount, but it was them probably trying to gain access. Correct. Whoever you were speaking to told you the correct answer. And generally on our side, once they have your account number and the routing number and they've done what we call test transactions, like you said, to test the waters, we generally have our customers close that account because they now have information and they'll try again. Right. That's a good point. You would want to close out that account because they have your bank number and your routing number and they have access to your account. And you don't know how many others they may have set up to come in and charge your account. Right. Oh, so scary. You have to be so on alert these days. It's just, ugh. And the main thing is, be more vigilant, check your account. Maybe the bank that you're banking with may have some kind of a notification that you'll get a text message. You know, I used to be one of those people that never checked my statement because I just trusted the bank Mm -hmm. to be completely accurate. And I didn't bother to go through every transaction and make sure that it was correct. And now I do. Every single month when I get my statement, I go through every single item to make sure it's an item that um, I know about that I authorized. Well, and I think we all used to balance our statements to the penny. And now that you're able to go online and check your account more frequently, I don't think it's as common to go ahead and balance the statement or to look at your statement as frequently, especially our younger population also. They rarely look at the statement. And online banking can be such a big help. And maybe some of our older listeners don't do online banking, but if you get used to it, it really makes it so easy to just go on your computer and check your balance. You could do it, you know, every day or every other day just to see what's going on. I think it's a really good idea. And if you're not doing it, maybe have someone help you the first time someone that you very, very much trust and Mm -hmm. son or a daughter and get you set up so that you can do that. Mm -hmm. I agree. We've also discovered, because this was something that we had never seen before, but I'm sure it's going to be more and more popular, a merchant can go ahead and set up a card for their company. I'm going to use Target as an example. So Target can go ahead and issue out a card to their customer, and they can go ahead and say, this really isn't a credit card, but we can connect your checking account to our target card here. 
so if they go ahead and decide to do that, they'll be issued a target card, and it does look like a normal debit or credit card, except it's Target's own card. It's not coming from the bank or from like Montecito Bank and Trust or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. Target's card, and they go ahead and put the account number onto that Target card. So when the customer comes in then, shops at Target, ready to make their purchase, they'll pull out the Target card, but instead of being charged on their credit card or a Target credit card, they'll use this card and it comes out of the checking account automatically. And what will happen then, the statement, a customer will then see the point of sale transaction, but they won't see a card number. Where normally on a debit card, you'll see a portion of your card number on that point of sale transaction. In these cases, you will not see that. You'll just see a point of sale and then the name. You'll see like Target or you'll see certain gas stations also offer these like a Circle K I believe is one of them that I know they offer this type of a card. You can go ahead and set it up and link your checking account to it and you'll see it on your statement as a point of sale, but no card number. So sometimes it's a little confusing because you're trying to determine, well, gosh, did I go to Target or what card did I use? You know, I didn't use my card. Once again, just call your bank. It can be disputed and go back to that merchant and it won't be coming out of your account then. The bank can go ahead and reverse that transaction if it's within the period of time required. So once again, if a crook gets a hold of your check that has your routing number and your account number, they can set up one of these accounts with Target, which is like a debit card, and they can tie the debit card that Target gives you to your account. Correct, yeah. There's been a real increase in mail theft, you know, people going by and stealing mail out of mailboxes or dumpster diving, that kind of thing, and the crooks are looking for somebody's check. And of course, what do we put in the mailbox? We put outgoing checks. We're paying our gardener or we're paying a bill that we owe to one of our utilities. And that's what the crooks are looking for. They're looking for our checks, our paper checks with that banking information. And this is how they can use them in both of these different instances. This is how we've all grown up, by putting the red flag up in your mailbox saying, hey, I've got mail to be picked up. Well, sure, that's for the postman, but that's also now a red flag for a fraudster. Oh, they've got mail to be picked up. I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's a bill that's being paid. They look for those red flags, too, so in a different way than what we look for, but Yeah, they're out there looking for the red flags also. And and it's not just your mailbox. They go into the street, the big blue box where you drop off your mail. We're seeing more and more of that also where they try to fish out the mail. So we always suggest, if possible, whenever possible, take it into the post office and drop it off. That is such good advice. And that is exactly what I'm doing these days. And one thing you should know is if all you're doing is dropping off mail, you can just walk to the front of the line, put it on the counter by the post person, 
and walk out. You don't have to wait in line because you're not doing any kind of transaction. You're just leaving your mail. And it's the safest way to do it. It's the safest way to get your mail out there if you've got checks. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Vicki. Well, thank you so uh, much, Doris. And, of course, Vicki, always so appreciative of all the efforts that you're doing and warning the community about scams. Could you give us your number before you share your good news, Vicki, on how people can reach you if they're afraid they're a victim of a scam or know someone who is? Yes, absolutely. The fraud hotline here at the DA's office is area code 805-568-2442. That's 568-2442. And I will get back to you. I answer all of my phone calls. I sometimes can't answer them the same day but I will respond. So leave a message, please. Are we ready for some good news? I think we are. But, uh, <laughs> okay, please. <laughs> I think we're all ready for some good news. Uh, yeah. Okay, so this is from the Federal Trade Commission, and here's the caption. Federal Trade Commission sending refund checks totaling more than $11.6 million to businesses and organizations that paid for unordered office and cleaning supplies. So in this particular situation, the FTC caught on to a scammer who was calling different businesses and uh, pretending that that business had ordered something from their company. And so the customer needed to send payment. Well, in fact, the customer had never ordered anything. But the FTC charged that the operation tricked companies and nonprofits into paying for things like light bulbs and cleaning supplies that never ordered. And the average check amount is $396. And they sent out 29,333 refund checks, totaling more than $11.6 million. So please, if you've been defrauded, report to Federal Trade Commission as well as the FBI, www.ic3.gov, Federal Trade Commission, ftc.gov. Yay! Thanks for the Yay. good news, Vicki. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we yeah. like ending the show on a positive note. So we look forward to next time and next month with Montecito Bank and Trust. Thank, Thank you, you, Patty. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye now.